Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, welcome back to Soul Sisters. I'm Jesse Katz. I'm Dara Gallup. And we have a cool guest on the show today. I feel like I was very much like her when I was young. Same. But that she owns it better than I was able to. <laughs> um, and we're talking about Marissa Paternoster from Screaming Females, mm-hmm. which is such an amazing band name. Um, before I knew that much about her, I just knew that we had to book the lead singer from yeah. a band that's called that. <laughs> I feel like this podcast could be called Screaming Females because I feel like that's how I, I walk around this world these days. Yep. <laughs> um, anyway, but she's super cool. She's like a, a very self-deprecating uh, kind of introverted seeming person who Hilarious. then like just fucking kills in her music. Right. And it's also very funny. Yeah. Very we funny. Had a really funny um random at times podcast uh, yeah it was, it was a fun one i feel like we almost didn't do justice i mean guys like yeah. if you're not familiar with their music check it out and they have um like six studio albums already out and a seventh uh on its way in february but marissa is considered one of the greatest guitarists yeah today slash ever oh hold on <laughs> i feel like i almost want to read these quotes because we yeah, I mean, what do they what do they say? I got this one. century's take on guitar rock group with a classic rock sound who are expanding our idea of what a rock band can be. Um, okay, this is what Spin, which I'd like to shout out because that's that's in Billboard family anyway. Yep, yep. This is what they said about Marissa. They named her the seventy seventh greatest guitarist of all time, and this was six years ago already. So maybe she's climbed the list by now. Right. But they said it's hard not to feel unexpectedly smacked upside the head by Marissa Paternoster's guitar, which like her bracing singing voice still sounds way too massive to be wielded by any human being without superpowers and way too confident to fit comfortably within the confines of indie rock. Fuck. Yes. <sighs> yeah. You I know? don't even know if I'd call them indie rock, honestly, but right now. I, I mean, when that's, that's I don't genre. know. When did she call it? One big mega uh mono genre genre right no but i feel like they're they're like punk no they are right i would not call them indie rock either um sorry spin (laughs) but the rest of it's actually i'm trying to hamper down the um my impulse to just be like how do you make that music because she's such a guitarist and i just we touched on it very you know briefly but like 
it's it's phenomenal to watch and right. to listen to and so but she's so modest right and like she's even not very yeah. forthcoming <laughs> no. explaining her gift and she's honestly just really fun to talk to so that's what we did right yeah anyway so i hope you guys enjoy this episode of soul sisters with marissa paternoster from screaming females Well, we're here to talk about electrolytes and brand Brand. sponsorship. Right. (laughs) Cool. Am I crazy to think that you can't actually put more electrolytes into water than it already has? I've never fully understood that. You can probably put anything into water. I don't want to know. I think it's just just electrolytes or just salt, right? But smart water isn't salty like the way the Gatorade is. They just write electrolytes on it instead. But I think it's just salt. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm going to let you two chemists work on this. (laughs) (laughs) We need some more beakers Yeah, here. The world needs more beakers. Yeah, and colored fluids. Let me get down to the bottom of it all. Do you ever think about the stuff that you did in science class, and you're like, why the hell was I allowed to do that? Like dissect an owl? You just an, an owl? owl? Dissected an owl. An actual or no, owl? No, I'm sorry. Owl pellet. Owl pellet. I'm like, it damn. So much cooler to dissect an owl. fetal pigs in eighth grade. Jeez. Wow. It's disgusting. <laughs> I didn't know that actually happened. I thought that I was only in movies. I don't know why it happened. Were you down or were you disgusted? I was both. totally down. <laughs> I mean, now I probably would have opted out of it because I don't even know if there was an option. I can't remember. But I just, I liked, and I still do. Gross stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but do you not <laughs> touching it? Do you not like? Well, now I don't eat meat. The, yeah. So I probably would have been like, not cool. I can just look at a picture. Yeah. I don't need to do this. <laughs> but in eighth grade, all I wanted to do was like take the fetal pig's kidneys out and throw them at the other kids, which is exactly what happened. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. So I, I feel like that paints the perfect right. picture of what you were like in yes. school. I was actually very well behaved. I think. Uh, it's just, it was a great opportunity that was presented to me, and I'm sure everyone else was doing it, and yeah. I was 12, so I was like, well, you better fall in line. Pick up a kidney and chuck it, you know? Was this around the time when you were learning guitar, already shredding? Where were you at with guitar when you were throwing around pig? Uh, pig kidneys? And, yeah. um, during my peak organ throwing period, <laughs> I, uh, I wasn't playing guitar. I, I wasn't really interested in music that much i probably was listening to almost exclusively dmx mm. it was really yes. popular at mm-hmm. the time i still really <laughs> enjoy uh musical stylings of for sure um <laughs> my dad had a guitar i just i just wasn't into rock music it was like this like archaic music that like only like old like heads. neanderthals listen yeah. to <laughs> to me yeah yeah uh, so and everyone in my school kind of like, we, you know, we all listen to like contempor- like Hot 97 or whatever. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, so, and I, and I still had a very, very strong desire to belong and be cool, which started fading away around that time. But uh, I wasn't really into rock and roll until I was like 14, which was probably my like freshman and sophomore year of, of high school. Yeah. Why did that start to fade away? I realized it wasn't going to happen for me. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah. hip-hop kind of vibe, like, that kind of no, I just like or I wasn't going to fit in, you know, like, it wasn't really meant for me. I, like, when I tried to, like, wear the right clothes and have the kind of, like, cool temperament of the popular kids, it's just, like, it wasn't my style. Like, I am yeah. a very anxious person who doesn't want to wear, like, Stuff from Limited too, right? <laughs> to bring it all back around and Contempo. like, yeah. as much as I like shoplifting from Claire's, like, 
I don't really want it to be like a lifestyle choice. Yeah. Or I didn't. Um, so that was like 13, 14 was the transition. You're like, yeah, I'm out on this. Yeah. And then uh, my the band that like uh, got me into rock and roll, who's had like tons of hits at the time, and it was back when, you know, music videos were still on TV and stuff, was Terrell, was yeah. garbage. Yeah. yeah. And, and then when I found out about that band, which was like really accessible for a teenager, yeah. I learned about like uh, Nirvana, which had, you know, been, that band had been broken up for years at mm-hmm. that point, and Kurt had been dead for years at that point. And mm-hmm. so, and then from there, it just like kind of steamrolled into a bunch of like Pixies and yeah. like yeah. all the Kill Rockstar stuff. And so, I feel like Garbage was the first one for me too. Yeah. What is that? No, no mine was didn't like have a garbage Day. Moment? Oh yeah, yeah. My dad, I I did like Green. I feel like I liked Green Day. They were like light. They were like rock light or something. Yeah, I just remember my dad yeah. had the tape for Dookie. Yeah, yeah. And we were yeah. driving up to Maine for some like weird family thing, and I was just sitting in the back seat like staring at the cover. Yeah, I could still probably. I feel like I could draw it from memory with the little monkey. Yeah, <laughs> and reading like all the lyrics and stuff. Yeah, but um, I kind of resented Green Day back then because we used to like always get to take turns in art class or gym class about like playing CDs for while we were doing those activities. Oh, that's cool. And the boys always wanted Green Day. Yeah. And I remember I always wanted Salt and Pepper. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Aerosmith. I feel like those were the major albums from Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Both. Um good for you. Yeah. And the no matter which boy it was in that era it was always putting on Green Day. Yeah. Yeah. And Weezer yeah, yeah, I was, I was super into Weezer. Yeah. yeah, one of the first albums I bought on my own, and one of the first like rock, like one of the first music videos that was new that I remember seeing on TV was like for Hashpipe, which the Green album is not really one that I look back on and yeah. totally love. But right, it was still kind of exciting to see. Like totally, I don't remember the Hashpipe mm-hmm. video. Uh, there were like two sumo wrestlers. Oh, yeah, yeah. So but that was, yeah, Weezer was, like, one of the first big rock shows I got to go to that wasn't, like, in a VFW hall. Right. Like an emo band in a VFW <laughs> hall <laughs> yeah. in North Jersey. Yeah. I remember, like, going home and, like, watching music videos. Oh, like, yeah. Like, that was, like, 3 o'clock, yeah. right? Well, we had the Carson box. Carson Daly TRL. Did you guys have the box? No. It, so I grew up in Elizabeth, which is, like, New Jersey, know, 15 miles away from here. Uh-huh. And, uh... Uh, the box was like a, a jukebox, but it was on the t- television, so you could call and pay like three fifty, and then you like punch in what video you want to see, and then you just sit and wait what? for it to so, come on. Like in like pre internet internet. It was like right <laughs> when like the internet was being introduced into everyone's home. Like my family didn't have a computer. But I would beg my dad to let me call the box so I, never, I could order like. Oh my god! Never heard. Of never that. heard of that either. That's yeah. amazing. I don't, it was yeah. Some people had it. Some people didn't. Yeah. But like since it was a jukebox, like whatever was popular on at the, whatever was popular at the time was right. just what was in constant rotation. So like, I'll be missing you by Puff Daddy was just on yeah. all day, <laughs> and I would just watch it over and over again because I was yeah. like, fuck it. <laughs> then you could this request something else yeah but i yeah. wasn't ever allowed yeah, to. yeah. <laughs> that's awesome my dad was like hell no i was gonna say how easy was it to then transition to a shredder yeah like you discovered all this music but like you're such a killer guitar player like yeah. how did that transition happen um i really well so i like i said i when i learned about like 
Nirvana and Pixies and I was just listening to a lot of grunge in general. Um, I got like super duper obsessed with Smashing Pumpkins. They were like my favorite band when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. And so the early records have tons of just whatever shredding on them or <laughs> is that word like yeah. is that no, uh, it's, who cares okay. whatever they, they, yeah, no, any word just is becomes there a better word you. yeah it's like it. uh, I'm just no no is there another word not off the top like, of what's my head the other way we could just not just sound like everybody playing else. the way you that play you do. well <laughs> you fat fat all the notes okay, okay all just the notes. touching them all all over um so uh i wanted i wanted to play like that I think that's like kind of a big part of where my guitar playing style comes from. But then I also really liked the Pixies, and I also really liked Radiohead, which actually has like a lot of lead guitar playing in it. But then when I got into punk, I was just trying to like, I I guess became a lot more focused on like really liking songs and liking bands, and not being so obsessed with being like a quote unquote like apt or good musician I, I realized that like that's not really what I that's not really what I wanted what I wanted was to like have like be a part of like a punk community mm. or like mm -hmm. a, a like-minded community or find people with the same like value system that I had um which was really hard to do because mm, yeah. I was 15 yeah and I didn't well what was your concept of a value <laughs> yeah like what did that mean for you then <laughs> Well, I mean, when I started getting into, like, Chainsaw Records and, uh -huh. and Killer Rockstars, you know, as a young queer, I was just, like, I, I didn't really figure it out until I was probably a little bit older, but I was just, like, I just needed to, like, find people who, like, weren't afraid to verbalize that because I was, like, so terrified of mm -hmm. it. But I was super obsessed with, like, Slater Kinney and Bratmobile, mm -hmm. so I think it was, like, I was uh, trying to, like, having ha like having some kind of like catharsis via like that music yeah um but I still like I couldn't put the pieces together in my brain until I was older and uh -huh. I just wanted to hang out with other people who I'm sure other people who were like queer other women and uh, people who like rock music and just like that didn't exist yeah in like where I was from or I'm sure it did but I, what was I going right. to do? Put an ad in the village voice? 14-year-old right. <laughs> seeks yeah. other gay 14-year-olds. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I would have done. So I just kind of like uh, like walked around with my CD player with anti-skip action. Yeah, yeah. Didn't talk to anybody. With anti-skip action. 60 yeah. seconds anti-skip yeah. action. I pointed at our DP mic because I walked in here today and asked him if he <coughs> liked the Walkman. Uh -huh. And I meant the band. Yeah. And he was like, oh, like the Sony? Yeah, I, I love the Walkman. <laughs> I, I used like, to ride yeah, my too, bike actually. with my CD player. I remember like going to Radio Shack and being like, no skip. Like yeah. minimum 80 second anti-skip action. Yeah, I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not fucking paying for <laughs> it. Like and they were like 90 bucks. Yeah. But I needed it. Cause I get, and I had those headphones that like wrapped around the back of your head. Yep. Yep. Oh, cool. pro. Pro yeah, move. I just like ride my huffy yeah. around town. Um, no, I'm glad you decided some of those influences because last night my girlfriend asked me if if I was going to ask you if you were inspired by Riot Girl music. And I was like, I think it might come up. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it, it was a huge part of my life once because I really wanted to be in a band and I knew I wasn't like a terrible guitar player, uh -huh. but I was really scared of playing with other people because they were almost always 
young boys and I was terrified of young boys. Yeah. <laughs> I was terrified of ev- everybody, <laughs> to right. be honest. Right. Um, but young boys especially, like, yeah, I'm and not they, sure what to do. They also them. wouldn't really give me the time of day, which yeah. was, I mean, they didn't know me. I was, like, a recluse. Yeah. So. I still feel shitty. Uh, I guess so. I asked if I could be in, there, there weren't a lot of bands in my school anyway. Yeah. I remember I asked. Uh, the the new metal band in my school if I could be in their band. You had were, a new metal band very in your nice school? And so That's that dope. They, yeah, they were called a... Damn it. <laughs> I don't think uh, my high school... We certainly didn't have... No. I no. want to say... Our high school didn't have bands. No. So lame. Well, you just made Everyone like groups a of friends that were... Yeah. I saw them once and they weren't bad. They played above a bowling alley in Roselle Park. Yeah. What the hell were they called? <laughs> like I just you. remember... Pig the, intestine. Thriller. No, it was like... It was like... <laughs> It was like repulsion. It wasn't repulsion. That's like a grindcore band, but there, it was something mm. like that. But yeah. I remember the lead singer. He was very nice to me, and he he actually I think he might have felt bad because he asked me a couple of days later if I could design a tattoo for him, and it was a rat holding a guitar, smoking a blunt. Nice. <laughs> I, I made That's it awesome. for him. I, I hope he got it. I don't know if he did. And so you were a drawer. Also? Yeah, I like to I like to draw. That was why like everyone left me alone because they oh. were like. Marissa's really weird, but she can, like, draw my name in bubble letters if I need her to. <laughs> so she's not so she, – she's all right. So yeah. you're very much like the Ali Sheedy in The Breakfast yes, Club. Good I get that a lot. Yeah. yeah. I get that a lot, but then I didn't see The Breakfast Club until I was older. And, and then was, when you saw it, did it make sense? Or were you like, that's not me? Fuck I that. mean, <laughs> I was like, sure. I think we all have a little – of every Breakfast Club character. Exactly. That's you what don't they say. Yeah. But it was mostly the pixie stick thing where I was like, I would never do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Was it Captain Crunch on a sandwich? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So, like, I'm a, I was a very normal sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm curious how you found Riot Girl and, like, all these alternative bands that weren't being played on Hot 97 and on TRL. Like, what was your way It's in? a shame, though. Don't, wouldn't it be cool if Funkmaster Flex was just, like... <laughs> that would be wild. You just, like, threw in some XQ17. Yeah. Yeah. Who's like listen to the rapper? rapper. <laughs> uh, Actually, today that would be totally normal. I feel. You think so? I don't know. It's all. Don't you feel like it's all I know, the mono genre? Yeah. yeah, it's just oh, one. It's just genre, one trap yeah. beat. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good beat though. Um, I, uh, I'm sure it was some somehow via Nirvana, probably. Yeah. Like magazines, like. Oh, uh, I used to read like Spin. Yeah. Um, and then. When I could get my hands on Punk Planet, I would look at that because they sold it at Barnes and Noble. So I would just sit there and read yeah. it. Because what are you gonna do in New Jersey suburbs? Yeah, just hang out at Barnes and Noble and read music magazines. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, my I got a computer, probably like freshman year of high school or something, and we had like a dial-up modem. But Napster was like a yeah. big thing still. So, mm-hmm. um, and Kill Rockstars had a. I don't remember like what got me on that page. Is I I can't I can't recall. Oh, okay. I do know. When I was in therapy as a fourteen-year-old, uh-huh. my therapist's daughter worked for Rolling Stone and made me a mixtape, and it was the best thing wow. ever. Whoa. But it had it had a Slater Kinney song on it, and then got my first computer, and I looked them up, wow. and Kill Rockstars had like that sample page where you could download like one song from each band mm. so then i went through each band and it took like two hours to download yeah. each song <laughs> and then i'd drive well when i could drive to vintage vinyl uh-huh. which is like this big old record store in, in jersey and just get 
everything. Yeah. I uh, guess that would have been what, like 99, 90? No, this was like early 2000s. Oh, I was wow. in high school. What was your relationship with your therapist that their <laughs> daughter was making a mixtape? I wish my great. therapist had think, terrible yeah. boundaries <laughs> like that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> don't get me started. She was actually really awesome, and I think, like, she just was, like, she probably – I can't remember any of this stuff, but, like, yeah. in retrospect, I imagine teenage me sitting on the couch and not saying anything <laughs> except talk, wanting to talk about punk. Uh, yeah. And she was probably just, like – I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with this kid. <laughs> and she was just like, I'm going to have my daughter make her a mixtape. Yeah. And you know what? It's like the best thing that ever happened to me. So yeah. she's, maybe Three she was like, a, she was a genius. Yeah, genius. I don't know. I mean. That's amazing. I love her to this day. I don't know where she is or what she's doing, but. Yeah, it's like she's one of the people in your life that like <laughs> yeah. pushed it along. That's a good story. Is that, is yeah. that not good with boundary? Well, I mean, my therapist, I, she, she, she make could, you like, too? live on the moon. I have no idea what her life is. Really? She could have like ten kids. The fact kids. that you knew that, right. I have, <laughs> or same no with, kids. Same or... with my experience. I have no idea. <laughs> I just feel like that's not a, but, it's not, like, a big, that's not no, a it's not, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, she's no, just, like, that's not. Style. Honestly, I wish that I could just know so I could I stop wondering about yeah, it. Yeah, just ask. Yeah. yeah, sometimes we're, like, in therapy, and I'm, like, kind of talking about myself, but I'm also, like, looking for a wedding ring, or I can't, like, like I'm just wondering so many things about it. Totally. Oh, I always, I, like, grill them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah. That's been my experience as well, Jesse. But I've have I, you ever asked? I haven't. Maybe we just. But need I know. To ask. Yeah, I'm sure we could. <laughs> I wonder we'll if the therapist like playing by the rules. To this podcast also. <laughs> Next time we leave, just be like, "What are you doing I later wish they today?" Care that much yeah. to do that. Huh? Just be like, "What are you doing?" Like when yeah. you're in session, you know, and they're like, <laughs> what are you doing "Later." So I'm sorry. This I'm get a drink. Our, our time is up. Just be like, "Oh, cool. What are you up to today?" Yeah. I don't know. When I walk in the room, sorry, we're digressing so much, but when I walk in the room, I will, will sometimes be like, how are you? And I feel like she gives me a look. Yes. Like, that's not a yes. question there to ask me. There must be a, th- a therapy-like style like of teaching, that's like true. of yeah. learning that that's what you do. We don't go there. How are you? <laughs> I think that's an acceptable question to ask. And I feel like this is what I get. Fine. Wow. <laughs> Rough, dude. God, I hope she never watches this. Anyway. No, it'll just be more interesting. This Um, is like an episode of Curb this season where Larry, like, tells someone about something that his therapist likes, and then his therapist is like, you violated the doctor-patient confidentiality, and Larry's like, it doesn't go that way. Right. You can't talk about me. I can talk about you. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen her in the supermarket. I mean, I remember seeing her in the supermarket a couple times and being thrilled. Yeah. I was with my dad. (laughs) It's weird. You're like you're real. Yeah. You're a human. Yeah. Yeah. We're all living she the same. Some strawberries or something. Yeah. Anyway, when did you start writing songs? Um, I think I started pretty immediately. Okay. Um, because that's what I realized I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, was it journal diary style at first that turned into lyrics? Well, thank, or was thank it? Thank God it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I had a live journal. A live uh, journal like a blog. Yeah, I remember like, that was. I, had wow. a, that a different, I don't think I wrote down feelings in it or anything though. I'd be like, "Today, Mandy puked in class. It was funny. <laughs> Mood, laughing. Like I don't know. Um, uh, I my dad when my dad would bring home like his work laptop, uh-huh. he'd let me use use it, and he had like one of these little weird computer mics you could like plug in. And, yeah. And uh, I uh, I had like this Yamaha keyboard where you could put the drum preset on and then each key was a different drum sound so uh-huh. I'd like like 
play the drums be like yeah right so i'd play the drums and then like i'd just think of a song that i like and like try to emulate it and make my own and i i recorded like you know like 40 songs and they all sound psychotic (laughs) um it's just like i go through every genre in three minutes yeah But, but i had so many and then i finally decided to share them with my my friend in high school and I was I was really shy about it because I hadn't really sung in front of anybody. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "This isn't bad." And I was like, "Oh, cool, thanks." Good. Did you like <laughs> to sing for yourself? Like, were you like, "Yeah, that sounds amazing." No, I I, <laughs> I, 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 I just I to yourself. Like, thinking about it and being like, "This isn't so bad." Like, you could probably show it to Allison, and she would think it was okay. Uh, and I I knew I could sing. Like, I knew I was singing on key and stuff, but like I was just afraid of doing it in front of like, people. Yeah, did you have any uh, opportunity to sing in public like Yeah, I was in choir for a long time. Okay. You know, but that's different. Well, yeah, but at least you yeah. know that like I can project and sing and I sound a certain way. Like you yeah. know the tone of your voice. Or did that develop? Like did the timbre and tone of your voice was that an evolution or was that like just this gift that you've had? Uh I wouldn't really call it Sorry a gift. Shredding and these gifts. I don't need to go to therapy anymore. <laughs> That's what we aim for. Yeah. I'm done. I'm yeah, fixed. Success. Uh, I'm waiting to bring up the fact that you are called the 77th greatest guitar right, yeah. player of all time. <laughs> we could go there. It's okay. I have We're, a good rebuttal for that. Okay. Um, <laughs> he would. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. I uh, I was in choir for a long time. I knew I could sing on key, but uh, I, I think I've gotten a lot better at it even over the course of just being in Screaming Females. Like, when I hear our early records, I just sound like a total goofball. Um, and I, I was pretty afraid to sing in front of people when we first started playing, too, but I think we all looked at each other and were just like, who's going to do it? And I was like, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> um, Especially it was your writing. Like, it was your... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we all write the songs together, but oh, okay. not. I write the lyrics, so it's just kind of like, well, I guess I'll do it. And once I kind of like had like my friends behind me and we were playing punk shows, I was like, I did it. This is the thing yeah. I wanted to do. I made yeah. it. <laughs> awesome. um, so that that was cool. Yeah. Was was playing punk shows? Was it with your bandmates now, or did you yeah. have other people that you tried out with? And then no, uh, me and Mike and Jared have always been. Screaming females, and then if any of us ever had to leave or quit or 
die <laughs> or Whatever lose a limb me, yeah yeah or have part of our brain removed uh-huh uh you know we wouldn't be a band anymore so um and we and, and you know we write all the songs together and mm-hmm. couldn't really do any of this stuff without each other so it's a very it's very much like we're a package deal yeah yeah um so they they definitely gave me like a the confidence I needed to be able to stand in front of a bunch of drunk people and yeah. scream. Yeah. <laughs> and not drunk people. <laughs> uh, okay, so you guys sell a t-shirt. I'm going to read what this t-shirt says. This is my way of asking you about the name of your band. Great. The t-shirt says, Siri, why is Screaming Females called Screaming Females if there is only one female in the band? And then it says, Screaming Females does not abide by your narrow sexual paradigm. Please expand your mind. They should have a gender paradigm. I guess it still works. So how much of that is joking and how much of that is being super annoyed by people asking about the name <laughs> of your so band? I'm so glad you just read that because I was about to go there. Thank I you. guess, it, you know, at this point, at this point, I feel like it's almost 50-50 because I love to <laughs> laugh and I love jokes. Uh-huh. Uh, and you love to be but annoyed. But it is, it is, <laughs> I'm, and I'm not easily annoyed, but uh-huh. like, it's such a weird question because I feel like because our band name makes a reference to gender, people are just like, what, like, but why? There are two people who are like male right. presenting in your band. I, like, I'm so confused, <laughs> and it's just like you wouldn't ask. Um, I don't know what's a, what's another band like the Walkmen. Right. They're people. Yeah, they're not actual Walkmen. Right. <laughs> why? And so, well, yes, but you do understand it on the other le- like on the other hand. That that name is so specific and yeah. so like forward about it that you would. It, the, but is it any more specific than like Smashing Pumpkins? That's very yeah. specific. Yeah, because there aren't they aren't none because, of them are pumpkins. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like screaming females implies or presenting a as pumpkins. Or <laughs> yeah, um like hey, you, they could be Maybe they are. I don't pumpkins. Know. <laughs> they might be pumpkins. That's a great band name also. They might be pumpkins. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> but there is a way that that <laughs> name does sort of imply a certain um, message or direct or 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 <clears throat> just that I'm there would be more than sense. one screaming female. I'm trying to think of other well, bands that have like a like a split refer to gender in their and their that there's a split in their name. But all I can think of is that band, the Men, which is <laughs> not. Uh, um, I don't know. Yeah. Well. Okay. How about this? So, when? How did the name come about with, with the three of you? We just we had a show in New Brunswick at our friend's house, and we didn't have a band name yet. And there was like a book of poetry at Jarrett's house that one of his roommates had, and we just opened it, and we're like, writing down. We would just like open each page and like write down whatever words we saw, and then we're like, that's good. I don't know. That, that was it. Yeah, it's that's like awesome. the most boring story I mean, I ever. Think, I think what why it's interesting is like, it's fantastic that it works that way but the but our society our culture the way we think won't doesn't allow us to just be like oh yeah that's normal or yeah or makes perfect sense and i mean the fact that that your two bandmates mike and jared were like cool like not like <laughs> wait a second hold on what does that mean about you as a leader what does that mean about us as equal members what does that mean i don't want people to think that i'm a screaming female <laughs> That's right. me putting words in there. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. That never happened. Right, right, right. Exactly, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, 
Yes. What does it mean about the tenor of your band, but also about the dynamic of the three of you mm-hmm. that puts you as clearly as like it w- outwardly facing yeah. you as a leader? Mm-hmm. Um, was there that sort of negotiation at any point or were, are they just like the two coolest, like most open sort of? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, we never really had a discussion about it. I think we were just kind of like at the end of the day, like this is just going to be a pairing of words that represents like our our group and i mean there are it it was the it just seemed to like roll off your tongue easily there was an interesting kind of like very storied and visual that you could like d- d- you could yeah. kind of interpret in a in a myriad of ways um but really, we just needed a band name so we could put it on the flyer for the show. And I wish I had a more sophisticated answer for you, but that's, like, that's all that happened. And we were also, like, I was, like, 19, and Mike was, like, seven. <laughs> Mike was still in high school, and we just, like, needed to play the yeah, show. Right, and I wonder if now, more than ever, people are wanting to interpret it. I mean, probably oh, always, they do. Yeah, forever, I mean, I'm sure, in your yeah, entire history, yeah. but... But um, especially now, we're like, what does it mean that you're that? You know? <laughs> and what is gender? What is gender? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, either way, people are going to fixate on the gender composition of your band. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that you're an amazing guitarist is probably confounding to a lot of people who encounter your band. And it's something that people would be trying to, like, figure, figure out. out anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's... You know, it's part of the great unknown, I guess. Yeah. It's just like there is <laughs> there is no reason. It's like why are we here? Right. I don't know. Well, like, totally. it, just, is the best it is what it is. I, yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's that's the Genesis story. Yeah. Sorry it's so boring. No. No. <laughs> um Dara, you had a question about producers they worked with. Oh right? yes. Well I wanted to first ask about working with Steve Albini and if you could speak to any of the a, a specific type of sort of magic or something that he brought to your album ugly ugly? yeah yeah um Um, and then i also just was curious about your choice of producers and and if the idea of working with females especially in on the production side or you know engineers and producers if that means anything to you more so now same as ever if you have evolving feelings about that in general but um the only producer we've ever actually worked with is matt bayless and he did rose mountain and our the next arc that's going to come out all Mm -hmm. at once steve Steve Albini typically doesn't, um, quote unquote, like produce anything. So like if you're sitting in the control room and you have second thoughts about like a bridge, you could ask him and he'll tell you. But he's not going to like he's not going to be like, hey, I think like this verse could use like you should play a seventh instead of Mm -hmm. like whatever. Um, He's an engineer. So like if you're the things that um, what I've learned seem to really matter to Steve is like. Uh, he's not gonna like kind of waste his time recording your band if you don't if you aren't like dedicated and really care about what you're doing Mm -hmm. if you're just coming in to make some kind of like weird vanity project or you are like listless and just need something to do with your time and you Mm -hmm. are just like I have a bunch of like extra money let me go make a record with Steve Albini he's just gonna be like get out of my face like (laughs) he wants to make records with bands that care about like their their craft and like you know, dedicate their life to it or whatever. Oh. Um, so, I you was, must have some sort of s- s- unusual skill at at 
turning the dials and doing he, the things that engineers do. <laughs> I mean, he's an incredible he's an incredible <laughs> engineer. Like he can do stuff with the tape machine yeah. that I didn't even know humans could do. <laughs> um, and he's also just like his work ethic is really cool. Like he he's not looking. Um, to like create some kind of, I mean, he already has like an amazing CV, which like made some of the best records ever. But yeah. he's basically just trying to like to to work every day yeah. and mm-hmm. do what he likes to do. Um, and maybe the band's not his cup of tea, but they really uh, care about their music and the album that they're gonna make, and so he'll he'll make it sound good for them. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I I had the wonderful luck of actually like becoming his friend so i talk to him every once in a while and he's just like a sweet pea yeah. Awesome. Yeah. he also is an incredible cook yeah oh holy That's crap nice. wow it's good quality yeah, yeah. oh friends. my yeah does that happen in the studio sometimes? um the he made us pasta once it was really good but one time we went to his house and he made like this crazy breakfast it was like the best flavors i've ever oh, yes. eaten he's He's, he's, he's a killer. wizard of all sorts. Truly, he is. <laughs> so, yeah, but Matt is an engineer and a producer. So, like, okay. when we made Rose Mountain and the new record, we'd send he, – he's in Seattle, so we would have to send demos back and forth. And then he would, like, send suggestions and notes. We'd demo him again and then uh, finally, like, kind of come to some conclusion with the song. So he'll, he'll offer his two cents. Um, and I, I wish we could have the opportunity to work with – a, a female engineer or a producer, but uh, Jared and I were actually trying to find some working female engineers or, or producers, and you know, on the internet, which we're not really part of the engineering <laughs> world. So yeah, yeah. I, I think we found that there just weren't many who seemed to be doing the damn thing. But we're probably wrong. We probably just didn't find the right like side of the internet but <clears throat> no I mean I, I face this we're always trying to find women DPs to work with cinematographers and they're definitely out there Yeah. but I mean it's just it's not 50-50 yet mm, no. by any means mm-hmm. you know yeah. so you just have to look extra hard and, and because it, it's not just a matter of finding someone who's capable but you have to find the right person that you jive with right. who gets your vision right. or your sound or whatever it is well, you can't you just know, say it's a process. you're a woman Exactly. <laughs> you have to say That's you're the woman for me, right? Yeah. <laughs> but in general, are you feeling different feelings about these things in the past month, six months, about, or uh, just about gender equality? Oh well, I mean, we certainly have a, a long way to go, and I mean, uh, for for the most part, you know, when I play a show because I've had the wonderful luck of being in the band that I'm in, there are usually other women who are also playing. Mm. Um, but m- when I'm making records, I'm usually the only woman there. Mm-hmm. Wait, why do you say that because of the band you play in, there's usually other women? Because uh, my my band is a female-fronted act. We're associated with other female-fronted mm-hmm. acts. And so if yeah. we're going to... And uh, most of our friends' bands have female-identified people in their bands, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Does that bug you to be lumped in in that way, or...? No. 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 I yeah. mean, when I was 14 and listening to all the Kill Rockstar stuff, like, I wanted to listen to a, a, a woman's voice singing. Yeah. Because uh-huh. that's what, like, resonated with me. Yeah. Um, and so if if my band can do that for other y- young, young women, then that's great. 
Uh, and the bills normally like match up. It's like, oh yes, it makes sense that we not just because we're women, but because our music makes sense together. Yeah, like that's I think where it gets. I'm not tricky. saying it's that's like, it's all the time, but right. like a lot sure. And then even like be having the the wonderful luck of like starting out as a band in New Brunswick, since there were so few people playing music. Um, it just wasn't really like a point of discussion if there were other women playing. Everyone was just stoked that there was a show yeah. and there was something going on. And so like a lot of the female musicians I really look up to who like changed my life were ladies who were playing in bands in New Brunswick. Mm. Um, so I was I was spoiled. I really didn't realize it until we started traveling a lot in the very beginning and every yeah. show was I was just like the only girl there. Yeah. But now it, it's it's definitely improved uh, from where I'm sitting, but I, I, I know I'm very aware that we right. have a long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> so are you guys going on tour for the new album? Yeah, we're going on um, we're going on a spring tour. The first leg of, of it is with a Philly band called Radiator Hospital. Okay. And then the second leg of it is with a, a doom metal band from Baton Rouge called Thou. Okay. And a grindcore band from Philly called Hears, uh-huh. H-I-R-S. Um, which we're super stoked about. We've been trying to kind of put that tour together for a long time, so we're we're excited that that's happening. Um, and yeah, I mean, we always try and bring our buddies on tour, and these are all people we've known for like, you know, up to ten years. Yeah. Oh, that's so, awesome. um, you yeah. guys put on a fucking show. Thank you. Like, <laughs> how how is touring? Is it? Are you? Do you have to save your energy somehow and sort of like? not get drained and, and just, like, preserve all of that? Or are you able to, like, party? Because it is wild. I've never been... Like, how do you like touring? I, I, I have partied before. <laughs> I, I sleep a lot. and partying? <laughs> Maybe that's why I sleep a lot. I don't know. Yeah. I'm a sleepy lady. I uh, take a lot of naps. Um, we're it's very we're very mild-mannered yeah. group of people. Um, we enjoy, you know... Just all of the things that mild-mannered people enjoy. Like, <laughs> we like to read and listen to podcasts, and we have conversations about, like, album sequencing and Marvel at, like, a really nice tree or foliage <laughs> representing. <laughs> like, if the foliage right. is really nice, we'll be like, wow, the foliage is nice today. If we see a good sunset, like, we'll talk about it. Like, we... A real peaceful, like, a juxtaposition is, <clears throat> is the yeah. wonderful. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, like, we like having, like, a nice... A nice IPA, you have a knockback one or love two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, so. Just, and then you rage on stage. And then you, just, I just like can't Get imagine that, on that. Yeah, that adrenaline. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I never, we are very calm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It is Otherwise good. you'd burn out. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So the album is out on February 23rd. All, All at, at once. once, which is what I feel like the world is these days. Yeah. So it um, seems like a perfect I thought I had title. my. I have one of those like, like air horn apps on my phone, and I'm, oh. I don't <laughs> it's know. A promo. You can add it in post. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, awesome. Marissa, guys are great. For coming on the show. Thank you. Of course. Congratulations, everybody. Good job. Guys. We did Congratulations, it. crew. We did it. Yay.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 